hello, beautiful people. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Happy the Awesome here. Thank you for joining us. We are currently working on learning about Recovery Dharma from the Recovery Dharma book from the August 19th edition. And tonight's topic is a, a pretty big one. We've done we've done the four noble truths and now we are on the eight eightfold path which is all those wise words. So tonight's is about wise intention. I'm going to try to do my best to read you the most critical parts and then kind of fill you in on my best summary possible. So here goes. Wise intention describes the attitude or approach we take towards ourselves in the world. We can choose non-harming by avoiding actions that have harmful results, detaching from cravings that seem overwhelming in the moment, and developing a kind and compassionate stance towards both ourselves and the world. Wise intention leads us to stop doing things based on ill will, hatred, violence, and selfishness. It impacts all our relationships with ourselves, other people, our community, in the world as a home, as a whole, not a home. Wise intention is decided, is deciding to act in the ways that produce good karma or to avoid actions that produce bad karma. I thought that was a pretty powerful clarification. So we try to do what's good and right and we're rewarded with good and right. We do bad things and bad things happen. That's the way I'm understanding this. If our thoughts are based on confusion, fear, and greed, then our actions will bring bad results. If our thoughts are based on generosity, compassion, and avoiding clinging, then our actions will bring good, good, good results. Wow. Thoughts that are based in loving kindness and goodwill that are free from desire or intention to cause harm, lead us to act in a wholesome manner. There's one other sentence that I really liked in here. We may, we may know what's the right thing to do, but just don't want to do it. It's in these moments we can focus on our intention. So the next paragraph goes into if... Maybe you're not ready to forgive someone or to relinquish a boundary. It speaks to the fact that you can have an intention to forgive, an intention to have the willingness to forgive. And the same thing with your habit. May you know? May I have the willingness to quit smoking? Uh, so it's your intention is to quit smoking my intention, your intention, whoever's intention. Um, and, and that's part of the process is having that intention. And there's four choices we, we can make in wise attention according to the text. And the first one is generosity teaches us how to let go of self-centeredness and let go of clinging, clinging to ideas as mine and me, being selfish and self-centered. Without generosity, the mind is confined to a small, tight space. 
So this is really giving of yourself and not just so that the world rewards you, but because that's, you know, that's the way you want to take action. We were, we were talking, I really learned a lot last week by my uh, little meltdown. We were talking on our walk yesterday or this morning, I don't know, the days are running together, but about when you are generous and people don't say thank you. So I got a, a little bit of a rude awakening about my perception on that last week, but it happened, something similar happened. Um, there's someone who's sick in our community and every time he's having a procedure or whatever, I put money in and he never says thank you. And that isn't like, I don't put the money in for him to say thank you, but it's just weird to me that he doesn't say thank you. Or maybe Facebook's algorithm, I don't know, hides it or whatever. But it was, it was kind of bugging me where I was blown off steam about it. And knowing, trying to process the, that really that's an expectation and I shouldn't have expectations. Like if I want to give, I should give. And if I don't want to give, I shouldn't give. Like it's just that simple. It shouldn't be about the other person. And um, Karen said that it says it a certain way in a Bible verse. I don't remember which one she said. But essentially you give with what your heart, what you want to give with your heart. And um, I don't. I think I need to do a better job of making those things mutually exclusive, like giving. And then what I told her was confusing to me was the fact that you say thank you as part of manners and etiquette. It isn't about wanting that in return. It's just almost like it's rude if you don't say thank you. So there's some crossover between those couple things. So that was just a little enlightening for me. Okay, so that wasn't my intention to digress down that road. I, it just with generosity that showed up for me today. So I'm just letting you know I'm a work in progress. Um, I can change my opinion and be self-aware and, and look at what's going on with me. So generosity allows us to cultivate appreciative joy, which is one of the four heart practices. It's funny because I always, so I associate Buddhism with Asia and I also associate bamboo with Asia <laughs> and when, we, when I used to sell lucky bamboo it was always in odds and it seems like this Buddhism stuff has all kinds of fours the four noble truths and now the four heart practices so appreciative joy is the first one Joyful appreciation is simply being happy when somebody else has good fortune, happiness, and peacefulness. Oh, this is weird. All right, so I'm reading another book. Now, granted, this is crazy. I didn't realize this. So I'm reading a Joel Olstein book. God only knows what you'll hear about when I'm done with that one. But it pretty much was talking about this same concept today. You know, that when somebody else is being successful, don't be um, jealous or or thinking that they had it easier or whatever. Like, it's basically a principle of mind your business and stay in your own lane, which we talk about often. 
but he worded it he worded it so good and I'm trying to think of how he said it. Oh, well, he used this analogy with he was jogging one day and say there was a man, I think it was him, a man like a mile ahead of him and he was running and in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm going to pass this guy. So he, he speeds up and eventually he does pass him and then he realized he missed his turn. He missed his path. And his two learnings from that story was, you know, if we're racing someone, it might help, you know, like it might make us miss our path, our boat, our whatever, our plan. And then also, if this guy was actually competing back with him, would the result have been the same? You know, he probably wouldn't have, you know, air quotes one. So that's why I'm like really blown away by this. This saying that it's when somebody else has good fortune, happiness, and peacefulness. So reflect on that. Because, I, you know, I know I feel that way sometimes. Like in all these classes that I'm in, there's people that are progressing. And it's like, how, how are they there and I'm not? And I beat myself up or I'm jealous. Or it, it, it definitely draws emotion. And I don't want to be jealous. I want to be just happy for whoever. It's, it's just something that I'm aware of and luckily I'm in the kind of groups that uh, believe or at least are aligned in a lot of this you know what some people might call woo-woo stuff but we know that we're exactly where we're supposed to be you know like there's someone in one of my groups she's like I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30 and I'm like oh oh that ship sailed 15 16 years ago like I was ambitious at 30, but I didn't get to my dreams like that. So it doesn't mean I should be anything but wishing her the best success and that she gets it. And that's the way we have to frame things. The second heart practice is compassion, which is the, which is first of all, a willingness to come close to pain, to recognize it, honor it, acknowledge it, and respond to it wisely goes on to say this isn't easy because just as we want to run or su- run from or suppress our own pain, we also want to avoid being with the pain of others. Compassion means sitting with our own pain and that of others. Wow. It's, it's crucial for ourselves and it's a key to healing the shame and guilt is what it says. It is crazy. And I think... I think that most people tend to focus or be okay with being compassionate to other people, but less compassionate with themselves. That's, that's what I feel like I've been exposed to more people of that tribe than, than of, you know, like, oh, they could be compassionate with themselves and then not others. I don't know why it works the way it works, but that's my impression. So we have, so far, the first two are appreciative joy. The second is compassion. The third practice is love and kindness, which I didn't realize was all one big word until reading it now, and it's also known as meta. These are thoughts that are free from ill will, simply wishing that somebody else be happy, that they be well, and be free from suffering. Through the meditation and different exposures I've had, the last couple of years, we've done this loving kindness meditation, but I, I actually thought they weren't saying loving kindness all is one word. I thought they were saying love 
and kindness. <laughs> so again, I'm learning lots of things here. And I've done, they've done it. Actually, what started our meditation at work was this group that did love and kindness meditations. And they came in and taught us. It's definitely this room, guys. It doesn't matter what time of day, how much rest I have or haven't had. I'm yawning at you. I'm sorry. Um, so they taught us how to do this love and kindness. And when they first started it, I think they called it the Peace Project. And we were sending out this love and kindness you know, first for ourselves and the people in the room and then it went to the people in the building and then the people in the city and they found that through time that crime and and things had decreased as in the areas that practice loving kindness. So it's it's just a way to share with the world and, you know, send peace and good health and happiness because again, we want everybody to be amazing and, and feel well. I'm really, really enjoying this. I I don't know. I was going to say I kind of wish it wasn't my path, but I kind of wish I knew about this stuff earlier. But I know I'm learning it exactly when I'm supposed to be learning it. And we're learning it together. So maybe that's the secret sauce. Maybe someone out there needs to go um, explore recovery dharma. It's pretty good. And the last, oh, the last one is, I love this word, equanimity. During our addictions, we often responded to situations that caused anger, fear, and resentment with a craving that the situations be different. We gave up and surrendered to the negative experience of life. Equanimity does not mean giving up. It is more a quality of giving in. It's finding peace exactly where we are, regardless of external circumstances. Equanimity allows us to be right in the middle of things, to understand and to accept things as they are without needing to escape. Wow, we need some equanimity for COVID, right? The way that the world is right now, instead of fighting it, or, or giving up, we just give in. Okay, so it is. So it'll be. I, I'm used to the meditation teacher always saying that. It's like, okay, well, she she uses this word equanimity and says, you know, like, let's just be. Like, we need to remind ourselves to just be. And it's it's a good point. So that was a lot, a lot to cover. So there's a whole bunch of questions here for Wise Intention, and I think that that's where we're going to start tomorrow night. So we'll, we'll finish up Wise Intention. Learning new stuff is a lot to digest, and I, my commitment really was to make these shorter little episodes. So I'm going to leave it here. So we've done two, but we're going to work on um, the questions, which I think you'll find very interesting. They're very, they reminded me of, of, um, the steps surrounding amends from what I what I read of them and absorbed. So that'll be interesting to do tomorrow. All right, beautiful people. I hope that you have a fabulous evening. I will talk to you in the morning. Thanks. Are you well